0: And welcome back to another episode of Watched Once Never Again, the podcast where we watch disturbing movies so you don't have to. I'm Mary Beth. And I'm Dax. And this week we're talking about Borderland, which was Dax's pick for the end of Torture Porn Tober.
1: And might I say, what a stupid choice <laughs> on my part. We all make mistakes, I'll admit it. This is a mistake. Could have gone out with a bang.
0: Yeah, we didn't go out with a bang, I don't think. But that's okay.
1: It really did cross my mind to text you this morning and be like, quick, let's talk about uh, something else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, it's, I, it, this might be a shorter episode because I don't know how much I have to say but I will say that there is a very interesting backstory to what inspired this movie which will be an interesting conversation at least
1: yes <laughs> for sure
0: but do you want to read the synopsis for this movie before we start talking about why it's a, it's a wet fart of a movie
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> um. I'm sorry <laughs> so uh borderland released in 2007 directed by zev berman or maybe zeev i don't know um so sorry to this man or person (laughs) or woman um so it says obviously from wikipedia like always it says (laughs) The film begins with Mexico City policemen banging on the door of what seems to be an abandoned house. Is it Ulysses? Ulysses, yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure, like, you know, it wasn't some fancy, like, spelling of, like, I don't know, Earl or
0: something. (laughs) (laughs) Why was that the name you chose? (laughs)
1: Incredible. I don't know. I I I was like, that that has a lot of vowels in it Um, (laughs) Ulysses and his partner enter the house and find gruesome remnants of animal sacrifices and human remains the two are ambushed by the occupants and Ulysses is forced to watch them torture and mutilate his partner until he is decapitated Ulysses is shot in the leg and is allowed to live to warn other law enforcement officials to stay out of their way one year later, Ed, Henry, and Phil, three recent Texas college grads, are enjoying a college beach bonfire in Galveston, Texas. They decide to head down to Mexico for the week to hit up the strip clubs and take advantage of a lack of law enforcement. Yeah, <sighs> That made me mad. Just now, that <laughs> sentence. Ed meets a bartender named, is it Valeria?
0: Yeah, Valeria.
1: Does that sound like venereal to you? Well,
0: no, I does. I guess not.
1: <laughs> it does now. Add me to bartender named Valeria. <laughs> That's sorry. That sounds like a drag, drag name.
0: It, that, it does sound like a drag name. I will say that.
1: Valeria Davenport. <laughs> Aman O'Hara. Uh,. Ed meets a bartender named Valeria after being stabbed defending her in a bar fight and falls in love with her while Henry sets Phil up for his first sexual encounter with a prostitute who is, quote, barely 17. Phil immediately falls in love with the prostitute who he quickly finds out has a baby. The boys, Valeria, and her cousin Lupe indulge in some hallucinogenic mushrooms before going to a carnival, Phil leaves early. To it became the...
0: my worst fucking nightmare. Just <laughs> say.
1: Well, it's no. Uh, what was that? The sound of animals fighting. Is that where you were? What show was that? Show <laughs> Animal <go to>? Collective. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: That's the same band. The
0: sound of animals fighting. That's a real, it's a real group? Yes. Oh, I thought you were just like <coughs> free associating and just saying random. Oh, I didn't know that was a no. real
1: band. No, it's a, it's a, a super group with members of, hello, hold on, <laughs> it's important. 12 different musicians. What? Live lineup is, the first live lineup was Anthony Green, Rich Balling, Craig Owens, Keith Goodwin, Matthew Kelly, Matt Embry, Steve Choi, Joe Troy, Chris, I'm not going to try it, (laughs) Chris Sheets, Nathan Hand, and Bradley Bell. So now, where did I get Claudio Sanchez from?
0: (laughs) I could not tell you.
1: I don't know, but it looks like um, the consistent people in it are like uh, from Chiodos and like RX Bandits, Circus Survive.
0: Ah, uh, the not like Animal Collective.
1: No, there's Very a <laughs> someone from the band Sun is in it. Do you know who the band Sun is? It's like S U N N, and then it's like an O. With three parentheses behind it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's interesting that they would be in this band. Anyway, because they're like a... Get back to the
0: synopsis! (laughs) Like
1: a weird experimental metal band. Anyway, Phil immediately falls in love with the prostitute who he quickly finds out has a baby. The boys... Oh, wait. Uh, The boys Valeria and her cousin Lupe indulge in some hallucinogenic mushrooms before going to a carnival. Phil leaves early to give the prostitute's baby a teddy bear, and as he walks from the carnival alone, Phil reluctantly gets into a car with a couple of men who proceed to abduct him, and he tries to leave. The next morning, Henry and Ed notice that Phil did not come back, and the two begin to investigate, eventually teaming up with ulysses after henry gets shot and they find the local authorities and the townspeople utterly terrified of phil's captors that was a long sentence phil is revealed to be kept in a shack on a ranch under the watch of randall played by sean astin an american serial killer affiliated with the cult who wounds phil after he tries to escape the captors explain that they follow, quote, some African voodoo called Palo, Palo Mayombe, and are preparing a human sacrifice. Um, and then in parentheses, it says a gringo, as opposed to the regular Mexican citizens they have been sacrificing uh, to get the power of Nangana. Or...
0: Um, they're Nanganga.
1: Thank you. Uh, for their drugs to be invisible to the border guards while smuggling smuggling them into the U.S. Yep, you heard that right. They want to be invisible. Um, That's why they're doing this. So, Henry is later hacked to death by several men with machetes on the roof of their hotel, and Ed and Valeria decide to go with Ulysses to go kill the men who abducted Phil. By then, it is too late to save Phil. However, that does not stop Ulysses from shooting the leader of the cult to the death. Uh, of the cult to death after being shot himself, Ed, Valeria, and Ulysses travel down the road to a house inhabited by an old man, where Ulysses bleeds to death. The cult members <clears throat> followed Ed and Valeria to the house, and the two risk their lives to kill the remaining members. Eventually, deciding to swim across the Rio Grande, to kilometers north of their location the movie ends with a caption explaining that several kilos of cocaine were found in containers along with human hair over 50 bodies were exhumed from a mass grave at the ranch ed and valeria were questioned after being caught swimming across the river and that several suspects remain at large the end the end before i forget it that part where they're like hacking this guy with the machetes yes reminded me of when i was in new orleans um i went to the opening day of the museum of death have you ever Mm -hmm. been
0: i have in fact been
1: to the new orleans one or california
0: new orleans
1: cool well i didn't realize it was the opening day of this (laughs) museum um so that was pretty cool but I'm sure you saw when you were there, there's like this little room where they play like a movie on loop.
0: Yeah. Like all this, like the snuff film basically.
1: Yeah. It's, it's yeah.
0: (laughs) Basically a snuff film.
1: It's like, um, a lot of different like rituals that involve death. And it is kind of like a snuff film, but I vividly remember watching. I was, I was just standing there watching it Um, And there was a scene where it was like some sort of ritual and I forget what it's called, or maybe not a ritual, but just like a, like a custom. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Wherein people like hack themselves with machetes, like on their backs.
0: Okay.
1: And that was a lot for me. Like, yeah, I, I can watch a lot, but that made me so upset (laughs) to see I was like not okay I had to like stand out like I left the room and I just stood with my like hands like over my eyes like what the fuck did I just see? for like several minutes before I could continue and then after that I just like I was kind of in a daze and I didn't really care about seeing anything else in there
0: yeah i remember when i it's like right in the bathroom too and i didn't know that was so steve i was with steve and he went to the bathroom and i was waiting for him and i did not realize what was playing and i was like oh what is this and i was like oh yeah, my god that's what happened
1: i was, like, I was waiting for someone in the bat who was in the bathroom
0: yep and i mine was car accidents
1: <laughs> yeah i saw that too because i was there was like uh like a group of like six of us or five of us or something so um Yeah, I was standing there while everyone else went ahead of me. (laughs) You were just just like, uh, I have to go. I caught a bunch of different stuff. I did see car accidents on there, too. Yeah, I saw the
0: car accident. That was fun. Anyway.
1: Yeah, just a great family trip.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Borderland, huh? You had never seen this before. I had never seen this before. What did you think of your pick? Friend, as we've already kind of alluded to.
1: Well, I have questions for whoever said this was good because. <laughs> um, I, okay, so it's not bad, like it's just kind of really mediocre to me.
0: It's basically just hostile in Mexico, kind of.
1: Somewhat, yeah. I I wrote down that it's hostile-ish.
0: Yeah, like same kind of format of like these assholes go to mexico to get laid and they get fucking wrecked
1: <laughs> would you say they fuck around and find out
0: yes i wouldn't in fact say that
1: i also could not figure out how old they were like the two looked older and then Ryder strong looked very young but i think that might just be his face
0: well, Because they said like they were supposed to go to the guy one guy was talking about going to Stanford, so they were like just graduated from high school
1: right, but then the other guy said something about you couldn't get into a good law school, which would mean he was like
0: oh uh, probably twenty one ish twenty
1: like, like twenty two maybe maybe. I couldn't figure it out. Then I was like, oh, surely the two are older and then Ryder Strong is younger. Because he's also supposed to be a virgin. Yes. I have a lot of questions. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know that I buy it.
0: He does have such a baby face.
1: He does. And it was, like, really throwing me off. I could not figure out how old they were all supposed to be. But if you're going off the real life story he, they would all be college age
0: yeah so this 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 movie is based very loosely off of the uh, um, events slash the kind of the man Adolfo Costanzo who was a um, uh, a drug dealer a dual drug lord and a leader of a, a cult that practiced human sacrifice and so this is kind of based around the, sh- the stuff that he did um, and I think the 80s yeah and like the 70s and 80s um yeah he was doing it at age 26 Like he died at age 26 so this guy was a drug lord and he's younger than us, and he died younger than us which is wild but he practiced the religion payamayambe which dax mentioned which which is an actual like afro-caribbean religion that revolves around um animal sacrifice and human sacrifice is a much darker part of the religion um, it's not typically human sacrifice, but this guy, um, kind of thought, oh, human sacrifice will make my which is what you worship in the religion, in, in Payamayambe, stronger. And you'll be able to get more power out of it, like making yourself and your drugs invisible. So he basically led this cult called the narco, um, narco, the narco satanists, because they were drug dealers and these like in this cult, which is horrifying. And they were like Horrifying, and they were known for their ridiculous cruelty for kidnapping sp- random people, rival drug lords. They killed, I mean, it confirmed 16, 16 confirmed victims of Costanzo's cult. Um, 26 are sus- sus- suspected. And, you know, he, they did act, the reason he got caught was because they kidnapped and murdered uh, an American student named Mark Kilroy in 1989. So, it is based kind of loosely around that but the ending when they have like the the like the end cards that make it sound like it actually happened that's not true like none of that is real <laughs> the um the only reason he got caught was because the American police were like, uh hey, this kid's been missing for a long time. can you guys like investigate into this And that's kind of how they ended up getting Const- Constanzo um in 1989. So that's kind of like the very TLDR of the whole story and what this is based around. But yeah, so Mayambe is a real religion. It is practiced by people today. Um, if you're familiar with Azalea Banks, and she got un- got under some fire because she's practiced Payamayambe and she was doing a ritual with her deceased cat that had already been deceased. And she did an Instagram live of her doing a ritual and people got pissed because she was showing her dead cat on instagram live
1: what
0: yeah so that's a whole weird thing but like so she practices it um again it doesn't normally uh involve human sacrifice but in this case it got a little extreme but that's the background on the story that inspired um borderland uh last podcast on the left did a really good series on adolfo costanzo that i thought was really fascinating that goes through like his his whole life and also just like the history of Payo mayombe and like the more intricacies of it um so yeah
1: so is it not like see i thought sticks had something to do with it too because uh like Payo or palo however you want to say it Means stick,
0: yeah. Like, there's, I think, like, in um, on in the Nganga, and I think in the altars, there's something to do with symbols. With st- I'm not totally sure, like, I am not an expert on this and do not know for sure, but I do believe that there are something to do with sticks involved, but I am not 100% sure. I just know it involves blood sacrifices,
1: okay? Yeah, I know that. Actually, it might be Pyomayombe. Like, uh, it's believed that sticks have power. Like they mm. have like some sort of power. I'm not quite sure, like like what kind, like if it's healing or whatever. But uh, yeah, I should probably know that.
0: It's like, and it's like kind of quasi related to Santeria. Oh, yeah. It, it, the Nanganga, which is the cauldron where you put all your sacrifices, you also put place sticks in there along with your sacrifice. That's part of the power. I'm looking it up right now. But um, you have to feed the Nanganga, which I think is wild. Interesting. It's like feeding your sourdough. I'm sorry, that's still a white person thing to say. I'm so sorry.
1: I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking, uh, did you say feed?
0: yeah like feed because like you're feeding your Cause,
1: sourdough because i was thinking you went to sourdough and i went to the babadook
0: ah yes <laughs> great that's where we're at incredible um <coughs> excuse
1: me i also i think the term narco satanist is very cool i do too I wish it wasn't associated with
0: these horrific individuals <laughs> who I committed agree. horrendous torture and murder. Yeah, but I agree cuz that's a Here good we word. are.
1: Um <clears throat> Yeah, so this movie is a movie. It was um released as one of those uh after dark like film festival movies. Do yeah. you remember those?
0: Oh, I sure fucking do.
1: Bring it back. Wow. That's what I know I, I saw said. that
0: on the cover and I was like, oh my god, throwback.
1: Yeah, the eight films to die for. Yep. I miss it. I Spoiler too. alert, a lot of the times they were not to die for.
0: Absolutely not. But I, but I don't care. It. No, neither do I. There were a couple good ones, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I remember liking Grave Dancers a lot. I haven't seen it since it came out, so I don't know if it's <laughs> good or not. I think the children might have been one. Remember the children? Mm-mm. That's a good one. Uh, Rose Byrne is in that.
0: Oh.
1: So I'm still on the Borderland Wikipedia, and I just saw that Dread Central gave it a four out of five. As your first order of business, will you be changing that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. And it does it does have a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but it only has eight reviews. So
0: Yeah, I was gonna say do not that many. I <laughs> it is so much more it, it not so much more. It's aggressively two thousand and seven and yet another movie where I have to watch annoying white guy say the F slur Oh,
1: uh, I know.
0: Again. Oh wait, Sorry, track. Lake Mungo was not F- one of the eight films to die for. That's how I found Lake Mungo because it was one right. of the eight films to die for.
1: It was. So
0: I forgot some, about that. There was a, there was one one really good one.
1: At least. I remember some some decent ones in there. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I forgot about that.
0: Anyway. More F-slurs, yeah, F-slurs abound in this, again. um, Three white guys just calling each other names, using slurs, and also traveling to Mexico because there's no law enforcement and because they want to have sex for cheap.
1: It's so weird to me. What's with all these sex trips?
0: I don't understand. Like, do people actually go on trips like that just to have sex like the whole time i they mean must. like i, I asked this honestly i just want to know for real like
1: <laughs> no they must i've never been asked to go on one
0: i neither have i
1: but like maybe it's like a gen x thing they went on sex trips
0: before there was grinder and tinder there was sex trips <laughs> much more expensive <laughs> ways to get laid and dangerous, apparently. Yeah, it's um, so weird. I feel like, also this movie was, like, trying to do something about, like, similar to hostile in terms of, like, look at these white guys going and exploiting these women in Mexico. Because, you know, you have him barely, with se- the woman who's barely 17, and she has the baby, and you kind of, like, see her house. And it's like, I feel like they're, it's like they want to make a comment about Mexico, an American's perspective on Mexico, but it doesn't really go very far. If that makes sense.
1: No, it, it. I agree. It doesn't go very far, and also, like, maybe you can make that um, commentary after you take off the weird, what I like to call the Mexico filter, on the camera. <laughs>
0: about to make it like grimy
1: <laughs> and like yell everything's yellow, yellow and brown everyone looks it looks like like uh early 2000s pop music video where everyone's very sweaty and greasy like i'm a slave for you <laughs> uh that's what it looks like or even maybe dirty depending on how greasy they are there's levels to this shit okay I'm, when I say dirty, i I obviously meant Christine Aguilar is dirty. <laughs> so sorry. Um But yeah, it's like, if you want to comment on how America sees Mexico, maybe take the Mexican filter off and just show like how it looks, like normal. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I noticed that in the plot synopsis on Wikipedia, it kept saying the boys were, like, falling in love. And I guess, like, the one kind of does. But I don't think Ryder Strong simply asking if she has a baby. Is that, like, falling in love with her? I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, like, that was, like, I guess it's supposed to be, like... Oh, they had a connection, and he's hung up on her now. And it's like I don't know if you really telegraph that very well. Like he holds her baby; like he's not a monster. <laughs> like he doesn't nice... even ask
1: to. She hands a baby to him.
0: Yeah, and like he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't get upset with her. Like great, congratulations! You're a nice, like you're like a decent human being for not getting mad at someone for having a baby,
1: or like for not like throwing the baby out the window, <laughs> or like just having sex with her in front of her baby, like. <laughs> you oh you acted somewhat like normal you must be in love
0: <laughs> but also again this like always frustrated with these obsessions with virginity in these movies and like then there of course there's the one guy guy's like but don't you want it to be special i'm like i'm gonna fucking punch you in the face like there's like so many things that make me mad about this is like one obsession with like getting laid and having to go somewhere where you can exploit the women to get laid like that's really annoying to me but also this like obsession with virginity in the first place in films is always so garbo but then on on top of that we have like don't you want it to be special and that makes me mad because i'm just like this obsession with virginity is so harmful and like purity culture and this kind of whole like having sex for the first time and just being a, a huge focal point for a lot of teenagers and like i mean i grew up in that era and like losing your virginity was a huge thing and when i was in high school i get it but looking back now it's just like oh why are we so obsessed with people having like when people have sex for the first time it's just so gross
1: yeah it is and really like not weird.
0: not 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 like in like a sexist gross way but just in like a why can't we just have healthy relationships or more healthy relationships with sex rather than making it this, like, very weird thing for guys, especially to, like, they have to lose it or they're losers kind of thing. Like, that's what is disgusting to me. Not the concept of having sex, but the way that people are treated when they are considered, when they have not yet had sex
1: for the first time. Right. But also, it's like, if I'm supposed to believe this maybe don't cast Ryder strong <laughs> like, yeah known for being uh, a teenage heartthrob and he had like uh like a cartilage piercing not that oh yeah cartilage piercing makes you not a virgin i'm just saying <laughs> he looked extra cute with it so wow. i think he'd be probably like fine <laughs> like you know like, yeah yeah i i i don't get the obsession either i never did i never cared about it like uh i i can't believe i I, well this is 2007 so now i feel like it's less of a thing right
0: yeah oh for sure i think that we've definitely like de-emphasized the like obsession with virginity and that kind of thing at least in what i've seen in media it feels a little less it feels less of of a focus
1: yeah, or... I, I don't know. I guess we should ask a teenager.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How do you do, fellow kids? Do they still talk about virginity on the, tele- the television box?
1: <laughs> or not even that. Like, I wonder if kids in school, like, still, like, obsess over it. Oh, true. Like, I'm sure obsessed... Like, I'm sure that they obsess over it in a way where it's like, this is scary, and I'm going to, like, do this at some point for the first time, and I'm, like, scared. Sure. But, like, are they like, oh, I have to do this, or I have to save it for the right person that I'm, like, going to marry, or whatever, you know? I wonder. Yeah. Because that seems to be, like, the teachings of an older generation, and I feel like, you know, now that... This is weird to say, but now that people our age are, like, in charge, (laughs) uh, I feel like maybe, possibly, the emphasis has been, like, or not even emphasis, but, like, just the pressure has been taken off, you know? I feel like, you know, most of us probably didn't save our first time for, like, a specific person
0: Absolutely, fucking not. <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't. I don't know. I mean, I live in a, I guess, pretty liberal area. uh Like my my school was like pretty liberal, uh, so I don't know. I guess you'd have to ask someone who lives in like not right next to Philadelphia.
0: Yeah, and like my school was pretty liberal too, and it wasn't super religious. I know that religious affiliation definitely has a lot to do with like the emphasis that peer, like purity culture and virginity has but yeah. like in terms of movies and stuff I guess I'm thinking and like like you said the teen like teens who aren't in a religious setting are they as focused on it is it something that they're as obsessed with or like what does that even what does that look like for them now versus when we were kids
1: yeah more like what does it look like because I guess I'm I'm sure like if you in real life I mean if you went to like a more rural area or like a like a Bible Belt area I'm sure it's still a thing but I wonder if it's still like as militant as it used to be. Hmm. I don't know.
0: I could not tell you. But I sure hate it in this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah i i just i don't get i don't i don't get it and like why i, I, I don't get it <laughs> i just yeah. don't like like the two i think that people who are like younger than us they don't realize how shitty the 2000s actually kind of were like i think that if you ask like a 21 year old kid i don't think they fully like really understand like Uh, (laughs) gay people did not have it easy at all and by gay I mean like any LGBT people like we had to put up with so much shit just and it's said so casually like you could say it like on TV is a thing (laughs) like I don't think they realize that and like it
0: could just yeah exactly it could be just and like again it was just dropped and just like as an insult, like,
1: it's just an everyday word. Like, yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird when you're, like, I'll be watching, like, The L Word, which was on when I was in high school, and, like, a major plot point is that, like, none of them can get married. Yep. (laughs) Like, and it's, like, I I just wonder if... (laughs) Like, really young people have any concept of how shitty it was for LGBT people. When I watch something like this and they just drop the F slur, I'm like, my God. Like, I'm, I feel lucky that we've come far enough where I'm not used to hearing that anymore, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Cause, like,
1: there was a point where I was used to hearing it.
0: Yeah. And
1: I wouldn't say it, but, like, you know.
0: Yeah, I remember that, too, because I I wasn't out when I was this age, but I hung out with a lot of queer people who were, like, were out, and we heard it all the time because they were directed at my friends. Like, obviously, it's not the same thing as it being directed at me, but, like, it was, like, pretty common, and, like, I was called – Um. I don't know if I can say the the slur for lesbian a lot. The D-slur. Yeah, the D-slur. I don't think I, I can say it because I am not, in fact, a lesbian. But I was called that a lot um, by bullies. Why? I don't, I don't, I could not t- fucking tell you. People are just fucking idiots. Um, but yeah, like those words were just thrown around like nothing. Just for fun. No big deal. Whatever.
1: It so, like, kind of makes me hate the movie, but it's not it's not the movie's fault, I guess. Like, it really depends, I guess, on the intent, because it seems like it was just the writing style of the time. Well, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but it's the same time. It is very indicative of that time period and like what. Like kind of the attitudes that dominated these kinds of movies, which like we've talked about like, with Hostel. It's like very these movies are very bro-y. Which I think is, like, a lot of these movies are also indicative of, like, a broier horror culture from that era.
1: Yeah, and that's, like, what I mean. Like, the writing's... What I mean by, like, the writing is, like, they're trying to make you feel some type of way about the characters. So, like, you're gonna think they're douchebags at first. At least now, anyway.
0: And I continued to think they were douchebags until the very end of the movie. So good for them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't care about them.
0: I don't know if I'm supposed to.
1: Like, what what was I supposed to do? Like, watch it and be like, oh, you think babies are people. And now you have a heart because you see that this sex worker is a person. I care about you now. Like, like
0: this, the most disturbing part of this movie was, like, was the characters and like the beginning of the movie to me. Like, the like, there's some really violent parts to it, but like the thing that really threw me off and was just gross was just these characters are just so like just poorly written, po- like just have no redeemable qualities. Are just assholes who are just like. Have white savior complexes, which really is what happens. Like for two of the three guys, yeah. like they fall in love, fall in love in scare quotes. Is I say fall in scare quotes because they were there, they're there for like forty eight hours, fall in love with the Mexican women and are like, oh, I can bring them back to the United States with me, and it's like, oh my God, like yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ, like and again, you know, there could there could be some commentary in there, but it's not deep enough that it's like really saying anything that poignant about that issue. You know what I mean? Like it's not really making any kind of like thoughtful commentary on that. It's mostly just using that as the backdrop for this violence.
1: Yeah. It's not poignant and it's not focused enough. Like I would say hostile while it has a lot of flaws, like it's at least dedicated to its message, you know. Yeah. In yeah, my exactly. opinion anyway.
0: Yeah. No, I can see that for sure. It definitely has more of a message to it rather than like look at these really mean Mexican people like performing these horrific these horrific killings. But I will say it didn't necessarily feel like it was trying to demonize Mexican like like pe- Mexicans you know what I mean like obviously yeah. they're the bad like the bad guys in this movie are Mexican but it isn't just like oh all Mexicans are bad so that was I was like well at least we have that going for us in this scenario <laughs> yeah. they're not trying to demonize an entire culture of people they're being a little bit more nuanced with like who these people are and also because they have an American in their ranks Sean Astin aka Samwise Gamgee <laughs> From Lord of the Rings <laughs> in a with a puka shell necklace,
1: yeah, that's hilarious. Very dated, there.
0: Yeah, and he's a he's a piece of shit. He's the best part of the movie, in my opinion.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was also glad that they didn't demonize Mexican people. I kind of didn't think they would, uh, but now that I think about it, maybe that was like a very hopeful thing to think.
0: I just just always worry when like what, yeah, because I'm not sure. I've never heard of Zev Berman before, and I wasn't sure if they were Mexican or if they were, like, if they were Mexican. And that always like influences me because sometimes I always get a little bit worried when like a white person makes a movie about this kind of thing and like the lens that it's being made through. But I don't know anything about this person. He does not make a lot of movies.
1: Well, I could see why. Let me see. (laughs) I don't think his, yeah, I don't think his intention was to demonize Mexican people. And I don't think that the movie does that. So that was a good thing because it very easily could have.
0: Yes, exactly. But it's got that going for it. I guess, which is something, I guess. um
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought that it went back and forth too much, like with the tone, like, you know, it did it did have some good gore sequences, um which is probably why I would classify it as some level of disturbing, yeah, but like it went from it almost felt like. not procedural but like like almost like a true crime like reenactment
0: yeah okay yes i could see that for sure also because like the sound mixing was terrible i don't know if it was headphones or what but the sound mixing was fucking horrendous and like it was really bad the score and the like the levels were weird it didn't match all the time. It made me laugh when I don't think it was supposed to. Like, it had, like, a weirdly melodramatic part, like effect to it at certain parts because of the way that the score was used. And it felt like a reenactment.
1: Then it would, like, switch from that to, like, the weird love story undertones while they're searching for their friend and I don't know. I just... I I couldn't care. Like, I I was watching it. I was like, I don't care about any of this. And it's not like I was in a bad mood or anything. Like, because, you know, sometimes you're in a bad mood and you watch a movie and it's just like, meh. But it wasn't that. It was just like, I just didn't give a fuck. And I was like, well, maybe later I'll give a fuck. And I never did. And I just felt like the pacing was, like, off. And it just felt so long i actually i'm how long was this movie because it felt really long to me
0: an hour and 45 minutes so it is pretty long i mean like it's long for what it is especially
1: yeah it just kept going and going there were parts where i'm like surely this is the end and then it was not the end for some reason i was like okay now i now i don't know what they're going for this is going to be such a chaotic episode.
0: <laughs> like, the one, the one part that was, like, in, genuinely disturbing to me was when the murder of the the kidnap guy, um, when they pull a hostel and they chop into his Achilles with uh, the butcher knife, yeah. which is horrendous. And he's screaming and screaming and screaming. And, like, the guy who is... Adolfo Constanzo stand-in is, like, holding him and, like, relishing in his screams because he told him, he's like, I need someone who can give me what I want screams. Like, he wants someone who is suffering and who is in pain. Like, that is what he needs to fulfill what his, his goal. And so that scene, I think, is really nasty. And, like, at one point, he rips out his tongue. Uh, the, the guy rips out the American's tongue with his teeth, which is, again, pretty nasty. But it's just, like, that moment, to me, was like, okay, I can see why that this is considered a disturbing movie. Like, this is a pretty intense kind of torture scene and murder scene. It goes on for a long time. It's pretty agonizing. So that was, I mean, like, that was interesting, but that is also, like, five minutes out of this entire film. Yeah. Like, that was a well-done sequence, I, I suppose. But, again, like, because, you know, that you follow you follow the, the guy... For most of the movie and you're like, you're kind of the way that they are invested in him a little bit or like the, the kind of camera wants you to be invested in him. Like, oh, maybe he'll make it. Maybe his friends will get there in time. But they don't. I kind of did like that, like, kind of conceit of following this guy. Like, oh, maybe he has a chance for survival. And then ultimately he doesn't. Like, that to me ca- kind of encapsulates the torture porn kind of, like, ethos of hopelessness and inability to kind of have that happy ending. Hmm. so like that I kind of that was the one part I was like okay like that this, this to me is like an interesting piece of the film that they're kind of trying to get at with the nihilism but the problem is it doesn't stick as well because they're flipping back and forth between characters and scenarios so much that it's harder for you to get as invested
1: yeah exactly I I feel like this movie wanted to be torture porn really bad, and then okay. it just couldn't be. So that's yes. what I get for picking a movie I had never seen before.
0: Well, we tried it, we watched it, and I will never watch it again. But not for the reasons. Yeah. You... <laughs>
1: just because it kind of sucks. It's like not the worst movie you'll ever see, but it's certainly not the best. And I just kind of feel like. I wasted my time watching it <laughs> Put that i on do the poster like, i couldn't really like get very much out of it at all
0: yeah i tried i really tried and i i was excited <laughs> to watch this because like i think the adolfo costanza thing like, costanza case is really fascinating and kind of i, I just was like oh this will be really because it, it, it's fucked up it's really interesting but they didn't really go into it as much as I thought they would. Like the really disturbing parts of Paya Mayombe. And, like, those religious aspects, like, it was just felt like more like it was for spectacle. And that was annoying to me. Because I was like, there's so much more, like, creepy shit you could have gone into to make this even more disturbing. But you didn't.
1: Well, that's exactly it. I feel like this entire movie was extremely surface level about everything. Yes. Yeah. Like, if you're gonna being loosely based on this crime, maybe dedicate more time to it. Flesh out the characters a little bit more. Like I I couldn't even tell you, it was like hard to even determine which of them was supposed to be like the actual, like Adolfo uh, stand in, you know?
0: Yeah. I wasn't sure about that either until he showed up and had like the horrible flame tattoos on this yeah chris that looks like flame decals on a race car
1: yeah it did <laughs> uh yeah i don't know i i i am sorry that we ended torture porn tober with this movie uh but now it's we okay. know for next time
0: well now we know for next time
1: what should we talk about instead of this movie <laughs>
0: oh i had a i had a story i I meant to tell about saw that i didn't tell in the episode and i completely forgot that i can tell now (laughs) go on i totally forgot to tell the story about my cousin who at the age of four was shown saw by my grandfather the same grandfather who showed me jaws at the age of five and terrified me from the ocean of the maybe terrified of the ocean for so fucking long same. this motherfucker did the same thing to the only other girl cousin and she watched saw and was fucked up forever because she watched saw and especially at the part where the like the guy in the pig head jumps out of the little girl's closet
1: yeah
0: and he was like oh i couldn't find the remote i'm like what is wrong with you That <laughs> was like a, a whole big controversy in our family for like a couple weeks that like he let caroline at the age of f- four or five watch saw and his excuse was i couldn't find the remote to change the channel
1: that's hilarious
0: that's it but you know <laughs> I, that story always makes me laugh about saw because my cousin saw it before i he, she saw it before i did <laughs> she was four.
1: <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah that's funny
0: so anyway that was my story about saw that i wanted to tell and it's not this movie the end <laughs>
1: Do you have other stories about other torture porn movies?
0: I actually have a... There's another movie called The Borderlands that is not this movie, obviously. That is a found footage movie that takes place in England. That, that is... is um,
1: that is what I thought that I was picking. I'm not going to lie.
0: Oh. Because you told you have me a, to... You, be- have a, like a, you have a bad track record of the- one movie and it's definitely not like when you said hard candy and <laughs> you meant borderland and now anyway
1: well that was just <laughs> mixing up what I actually meant to say but um I actually did think that this was the movie you were talking about for some reason because oh. you had told me to watch that before so I was like okay well I'll, I've never seen this I heard it's good no
0: <laughs> no not this one because the borderlands is a found footage british movie and it has the most fucked up ending that to me and i haven't watched it in a long time because i have refused to go back and watch it because the ending wrecked my shit so much but um that's like a good devastating
1: one. Or, or scary like Both.
0: just really like fucked with my head in terms of how these characters die like it's a really fucked up way that they die in my in my mind, it's a really fucked up way to watch someone die, and I, I haven't ever seen it before on screen. Okay. And it made me feel very ill.
1: Yeah, I need to I need to watch that actual one because I remember you telling me to watch that before.
0: I mean, maybe it's not as fucked up as I think it is, but I thought it was pretty fucked up. The ending.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sure it is if it upset you that bad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <I> and <mean, laughs> again, I will, I will I, I will, not touch, I haven't touched it since. Every time I see it, I like, it's almost, I have to like, <clears throat> it's one of the few movies that I actually do this for where I see it and I have to flip, like, it's not even if I click on it, it's like, I have to like, flip away from it really fast when I think about it too hard. And then I'm like, ugh.
1: What? Interesting. Yeah, so that one's a 2013 found footage movie, like you said, and it's now streaming on Tubi for free, so maybe I'll watch that tonight.
0: Oh boy. I will be interested to hear what you think. Because, good God.
1: Got nothing good better to do. <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: that's what I got. <laughs>
1: hmm. The only other thought that I had about After Dark Film Festival was that Frontiers, the French movie, is also an After Dark Film oh,
0: Festival movie. that's right.
1: Oh, I love it.
0: They picked up some good international horror movies.
1: They that. really did. I think that's where they shined, in my opinion.
0: I agree. I 100% agree with that.
1: I used to look forward to that every year. I never went to the actual thing
0: no but it came on um on demand yeah and that was and thing. like you could
1: rent them pretty mm-hmm. soon after and i used to always look for those titles and like i said a lot of them were kind of disappointing but some of them like frontiers that's at lake mungo obviously amazing yeah. movies
0: I watched like Mungo. I was babysit. I that was like at uh, the after dark. Movies were like my go to babysitting movies. If the baby, if like people were ba- like I babysat for rich people, so they always had like access to this stuff on cable. Hell yeah. Um, <coughs> but I those were my babysitting movies, which is probably dumb. Like in hindsight, but like I loved watching those movies while I was babysitting. That's how I saw like Mungo for the first time, which was a terrible choice because it was like an old house. Oh
1: god, and... that's so scary.
0: But yeah, that just came flooding back to me. Holy shit! Wow. For Rihanna and my mom's friend from high school. That's really weirdly fucking specific memory. It just came back to me.
1: I have a specific memory of Lake Mungo too, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, because <laughs> I, was, I was talking to this girl at the time who <laughs> looked like Amy Winehouse <laughs> a lot. Uh-huh. And uh, she was obsessed with Lake Mungo. Oh. So she's who I watched it with for the first time. I was like, this is some scary shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it nice when someone's obsessed with the movie and it actually is fucking terrifying? And you're like, oh, wow, you were fucking right. That was horrific.
1: Yeah, because she had, like, pretty bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> she also literally attacked my face. Like, we sat down oh. to watch insidious and like i did not get to see any of the movie because as soon as we sat down she started making out with me like aggressively and oh. I, did, I wasn't prepared so I, <laughs> I like didn't know what was happening
0: it, wait in a movie theater it was,
1: yes it was really concerning uh, to me
0: man those those were the days when you just made out in a movie theater
1: i didn't like want to i wanted to watch the movie or it That's might true. not have been Insidious. It might have been 2000.
0: That's not a good make-out movie.
1: No, it isn't. It was <laughs> because some... Somebody... movie. <laughs> she was like a little cray-cray. And there was this couple or, or these people sitting in front of us. And she was like, she kept insisting that they were staring at us, which I don't think they were. And if they were, it wasn't at me. It was probably at her because she fucking looked like Amy Winehouse. And, like, had a beehive, like, hair and stuff.
0: Oh, wow. She really did the full Amy Winehouse.
1: Yeah. I don't even know if it was, like, on purpose. But, like, she did kind of look like her. Wow. Uh, and <laughs> I guess because the lady was, like, allegedly looking at us, she wanted to, like, give her a show. Oh. And I, I was just like, I don't know what's happening. And there came a point where, like, I literally, like, pried her off of me for a second. And I was like, I have to, like, breathe. And also, I like actually do care about this movie.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: And then, uh, I don't, re- but I don't remember what movie it was because it didn't matter. She immediately attacked me again. And then, yeah, it was crazy. And then when <laughs> I drove her home and she did it in the car and
0: wait while you were driving
1: no like when i stopped to like drop her off (laughs) that would be really scary and then jesus
0: christ ma'am i have to drive this car
1: (laughs) but i so she did it in the car and then i like pried her off of me again and i was like okay well this was like fun or whatever and i turned my head and her fucking mom was literally standing so close to my car (laughs) that it made me scream (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she's watching us. No. <laughs> and then I rolled down my window and she gave me money. And she was like, thanks for taking my daughter out. Anyway, um, that girl had a boyfriend, I found out. <laughs> and then I met the boyfriend and he actually really liked me. And he was like, well, you're really cool, so I guess I don't care. <laughs>
0: what the fuck did you
1: what i live a really weird life (laughs) wow isn't that weird
0: yes that's fucking weird
1: that's my memory of lake mungo wow (laughs) well that time wasn't lake mungo but i that's who i watched lake mungo with I was like, okay, I see you. This is good.
0: At least you had one good memory come out of that one, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Lots
1: of people. Lots of people called her baby winehouse.
0: To her face? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I mean it's not really an insult, so I don't know (laughs) but it's just like
1: I love Amy Winehouse.
0: I also love Amy Winehouse. So much.
1: So much. Um there was a girl in my forensics class who looked like Amy Winehouse and she also had an Amy Winehouse tattoo and it was it was really bad. Do
0: you but just I find liked people anyway. who look like Amy? Oh, it was a bad tattoo. Oh, oh it was no. bad.
1: I was like, girl, she just died. You didn't have to do her like this. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and I had to be like <laughs> That's so cool. Don't
0: say anything.
1: (laughs) Because how do you be like, girl, I think that tattoo might have been the cause of death. (laughs) (laughs) It came late in the episode, but let the record show I did kill Mary Beth once again.
0: (laughs) On that note.
1: <laughs> I'm all out of ideas. This movie was boring. I texted you and I was like Borderland more like bored I, or land. And
0: I was like, "Oh god, is it that bad?" And you're like, "No, I'm just bo- I'm just bored." And I was like, "Uh-oh." <laughs> like I just went in with that expectation and I was like, <laughs> "Shit."
1: <laughs> and those are words I rarely say. Like <laughs> I'm not like a person who normally gets bored because I just find something to pay attention to or to do or whatever. And this one, I just I couldn't I couldn't get into it at all. So sorry about it. But maybe if you didn't watch it, you don't have to. It's fucking boring. Just trust me. (laughs) For once.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, don't 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 bother y'all.
1: I I promise I'll do better next time. All right. We're going to try something a little different on the show um, because we're busy, (laughs) especially Mary Beth right now. But I know in January when I start school again, I'm going to be super busy. And so we're going to try something new. We're going to try seasons. And we're going to take short breaks in between the seasons. So the first break will be these next two weeks. And we'll be coming back on November 18th, you said?
0: Correct. Yes.
1: And at that time, we're going to be discussing uh, how how we're going to do these like series. It seems like they've been going over pretty well. Uh, So the next one is going to be on addiction. So all of the movies we will talk about uh, for a month. Basically from November 18th through right before the holidays, uh, we're going to be talking about addiction. And did you pick out the first movie that you want to do for that yet?
0: Yeah. So I think we're going to start with Requiem for a Dream.
1: Oh, if you want to for... just, like, hit them where it hurts, like, as soon as we yep. come back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Listeners, she said she doesn't care about you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, so uh, November 18th, that week, we're going to come back. We're, we'll be talking about Requiem for a Dream. We'll have three other movies we'll talk about. Um, about addiction I think I already know my choice uh for right after that but I'll save it I, f-
0: I figured you did I figured that was the one because <laughs> that'll be thanks that'll be on thanks that'll come out on Thanksgiving
1: yeah so if you know me or my past work you probably know what movie it is um uh, but if not it's gonna be a little surprise as a treat and then after that series is through we'll take a break for the holidays and come back in january right
0: 2022 that's horrifying
1: that's crazy and it'll be almost a year of this fucking podcast weird crazy crazy so too long didn't read (laughs) we're taking a break till november 18th and then we'll be back talking about requiem for a dream get
0: ready bitches happy holidays (laughs) 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 um but yeah, this has been Watch Once Never Again. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, like we've said, since we're taking, we're gonna start doing seasons. If you have any suggestions for season topics, uh, let us know. We can let you can send us an email at wonapodcast at gmail.com, or you can let us know on Twitter. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at, wonapodcast at Wona Podcast at W O N A podcast. You can also follow Dax and I on Twitter. I'm at MB
1: McAndrews. And I'm at Daxi Bobbin.
0: Please make sure to leave a review for us. That would be incredible. It means a world, a rating, a review, and maybe a little follow, subscription, whatever you do. That would mean a lot to us. So please do that. And we will be back in two weeks.
1: Bye. Bye.